welcome to B.O. Boys. We're coming to you on Sunday the 29th, right? Early. A little early. A little early episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Christmas weekend at the box office. Mm-hmm. And I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. We're the B.O. Boys, and this is a raw feed. Fuck it, we're doing it live. So, you don't know what's going to happen. And neither do we. So, we got to talk again about Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the default big movie of the next few weeks. This is like our Joker. This is our next Joker. Although Joker... It's it's, It's Joker, except Joker was a huge hit that performed well over expectations. Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker is a disappointment. Yes, absolutely. And we will stick to that. Oh, yeah, because it is, because the facts will back that up. I think that a big part of this story is the coverage of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker in other box office media. I'm talking about Deadline and the way that they are trying to make excuses for it and trying to portray this movie as not the box office disaster that it actually is. Mm-hmm. And there's other people out there, I would say our boy Scott Mendelson at Forbes, who I think is covering it way better than most. Yeah. Um, Though he is not outright saying what needs to be said that only the B.O. boys will say, this is still a disaster. Yes, because in Deadline, you know, you took Deadline to task last uh, week Mm -hmm. uh, about their coverage, and they're continuing again with their piss-poor coverage. Not piss-poor, because they always do a good job of of numbers, but the way they're skewing the article. So just to give you an idea, um, first of all, Star Wars was number one again. Of course it was going to be. Right. We knew that. What was going to be the cats? Exactly. So just just to give you an idea of how they're trying to prop up this movie, because they're at first people were thinking that this the the rise of Skywalker was going to be make would have it was going to be making more money at the same point that Jedi did, but then they had to backtrack on that. Right. And Deadline had to tuck its tail between its legs and say, "Oh, well, we were wrong. It's it's still six million behind it right. or something." But then they write this. That just anecdotally, the 6 p.m. showing of Skywalker at the Naples, Florida Paragon Pavilion was sold out Friday night. So their big news was a sold out showing of Star Wars? Yes. And then. (laughs) Okay, who cares? Listen, you could go out there and you could find me a sold out showing of Cats this past weekend. There's not many. Yeah. The movie bombed. But. You could find a single showing that is sold out. That doesn't mean anything. We're going to the Paragon Pavilion in Naples, Florida. Not even Naples, Italy. No, Naples, Florida, which is the epicenter of nothing. Right. It's the center of nothing. I mean, maybe there are great people there. Who knows? But that's the town that maybe gets like an advanced look at Doritos flavors at yeah, best. Absolutely. It's it's Doritos country. It's Doritos country. It's not cinema country. It's not movie box office country. So, again, deadline. What are you doing? Whose pocket are you in? Because they're not normally like this. Right. This is so out of character, and that's why we're calling it out. Right. We don't want deadline to fall into just being fluff, you know, people magazine entertainment tonight type movie business coverage because they because i could go to entertainment tonight 
to be told that Star Wars Rise of the Skywalkers is the biggest thing of all time. It's taking over the planet. Pop culture's never seen anything like this new Star Wars movie. Great. Go to Mary Hart at Entertainment Tonight. Go to The Insider. Yeah, one Mario of those Lopez. shows. Mario Lopez. They'll tell me that. That's what I expect from them. I don't expect it from Deadline when we have a movie that is right now still still below the earnings of episode 8 which as we all know from the the pattern of the Star Wars trilogies first episode in the trilogy is the biggest hit big dip onto the second one and the third movie in the trilogy is always a big increase and we are not seeing that with this new Star Wars movie yes they're acting as if Skywalker should be chasing Jedi and it shouldn't no it should be it should have outpaced it from minute 1 yeah and that's the issue. That's what we're talking about. Right. Right. So, so you were going to say all this also, there's a caveat to it. Well, so right now, so we're, we're, let's catch up. What is the up to up to through Sunday total of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker? The Cume domestic for Rise of Skywalker for this weekend is... $362.6 million. Okay. And so The Last Jedi was a hair ahead of that at this many days into its run. Yes. The difference is that right now in its first full week, The Rise of Skywalker has had its Christmas week, which is always going to be the biggest week for a movie, which is basically a week full of weekends. It's had a full week where every day is a Saturday. Whereas Last Jedi opened up a few weeks earlier into December. So it's first, it's opening up to this point of whatever it's been 10 days did not encompass its Christmas week. For Last Jedi, its Christmas week is still to come. Meaning that Last Jedi, I predict, is going to start outpacing what the rise of skywalker is currently doing because the rise of skywalker has had its christmas already yeah it couldn't even catch up with jedi over christmas right so that is a that that is horrible for this movie right now which is to say it's still got this upcoming week which has new years in the middle of the week so you've got basically another christmasy type week coming up you've got people still have a bunch of days off this week so the rise of skywalker will have one more big, big week of weekdays. But I do predict that after that, we're going to see Last Jedi at the same spot in time, pulling away from The Rise of Skywalker. And again, The Rise of Skywalker wasn't supposed to pace with The Last Jedi. It was supposed to destroy it. Mm -hmm. It was not supposed to necessarily touch Force Awakens. But if it is how they're touting it, the end of a 42-year cycle of movies. Exactly. It should... We should be talking about how it's being destroyed by Count uh, Endgame. Right. Exactly. This movie should have been the biggest movie of the year. Easily. Yeah. yeah. This is a the finale of all of Star Wars. So for this movie to be making what it's making, to be basically at pace with the last episode, to be maybe like we predicted maybe barely make more than Rogue One, a Star Wars story, uh -huh. 
it is a huge, huge disappointment. Because they're saying that what they're looking at now with the domestic run is it's going to be, it's either going to match or be a little bit over Last Jedi domestically. We said it's definitely not going to reach Last Jedi domestically. No, no. And I think that is, I think right now, places like Deadline are wishing that to be so. And I do not think that's going to happen. I think Star Wars is a movie that has one more week of, of, of holiday weekdays to come. And after that, it's going to start to be tough going. Absolutely. Because this is not a movie, again, that it feels like people are saying you got to see it. It's a movie that people are saying, I got it over with. Yeah. And they're only going to get it over with once. They're not going to go back. They're not going to go back for more torture. Right. They did it once and that's it. Exactly. And with a Star Wars movie, you can't have one and done. It's got to be two, three, four times. Right. That's what makes that w- that's what made the original Star Wars a blockbuster. That's what made Force Awakens a blockbuster. Right. You're not going to have that. No. No. This is and, and I think, you know, last week we talked about Star Wars as a disappointing movie. Right now I think the story is the disappointing coverage. Of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one thing for a movie to fail. It's another thing for the media to not cover it. Right. Because I'll tell you what, they're all loving saying how much Cats is bombing. Exactly. And Cats is bombing. Yes. It's true. Yeah. But they're taking a lot of glee in that and they're using that as a cover to not talk about how Star Wars is also a disappointment. Yeah, but don't but don't try to tell me that... Uh, there's uh, there's a sold out show in Westchester, Pennsylvania of cats. So just anecdotally, right, right. It's 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 horseshit. Is it's what it horseshit. is. It's total horseshit. Cut the shit. Deadline. Cut the shit. Because we love you, Deadline. Yeah, we love Deadline. I've got three Deadline tabs open right now. Yes, we couldn't do the show without you. Yes, but we should not be. At, we should be at the same level of coverage. Right. You and us. Right. We're as good as Deadline. We shouldn't be better. We shouldn't be better. Yeah. We should be neck and neck. Yes, exactly. That's we the should thing. they should be Force Awakens. Yes. And we should be uh, are we last Jedi? I don't know. It shouldn't be close. The it same shouldn't way be close. that Rise of the Skywalker or the Rise of Skywalker also that title, come on. Yeah. It's confusing. It's confusing. You have a title where you could put the anywhere. It's a bad title. It's a bad title. And that Skywalker and Last Jedi should not be neck and neck. And Deadline and the B.O. Boys at this point in time should not be neck and neck. Eventually, we will far surpass them, of course. Of course. But not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not this way. No. I don't want it this this. way. I don't want it like this. I don't want it to be this easy. No. It's got to be hard. I want to sweat blood. Yes. I want it to earn defeating deadline i didn't want it to be a cakewalk yeah because when we have the funeral for deadline and we have the parade down sixth avenue right the avenue of the americas the canyon of heroes right when we're celebrating the death of deadline it's got to feel better than this yes i want a heavy carcass a a fat heavy carcass not a, a shriveled up frail carcass that is a, a a wisp of its former self no we can't have that no. that won't fit in a no box. i want a fat carcass yeah fat carcass so let's talk about our top five sure again second week in a row i'm absolutely right whoa although we were both 
we both had the same up till five, which you went for Knives Out. I said that Spies in Disguise was going to get it, and well, it did. Overall, Spies in Disguise, I'm happy to say, way outpaced our predictions. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to be wrong. Yeah. Everything kind of outpaced our predictions in yeah. a way. So, number one, Rise of Skywalker, uh, the five day, we're going to talk about five days. Yeah. Uh, 134.7 million dollars. Number two, Jumanji, five day, $59 million. Great. For so, a cum of 175.4. So big hit, Jumanji. Big hit. And I think people went to see that instead of Star Wars. Yes. Number three, and this is huge. Even though it's got a small title, it's a huge movie. Little Women comes in, yes. Five day, $29 million. You know what I've noticed? Um... Moviegoers are doing the right thing. Yes. For for a while there, it felt like we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we should be seeing and what we shouldn't be seeing. And I think the movie-going public has found a great path, and they're they're running they're running on it. I would say from September on, the the moviegoers have done a great job at the box yes. office. Yes. So let's for the moviegoers. Yes, they've done a great job. We should give awards to audiences. Yes. Because I think this year there's a lot of great nominees. The the audiences for Hustlers, the audiences for Ford v. Ferrari, the audiences for Knives Out, the audiences for Jumanji. They have done a great job. And now the audiences for Little Women, I think, get into the awards conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number four, Frozen. Uh, $26.1 million for the five-day. Cume of 421.2. 420 Frozen. Yep. It's a massive hit. Number five, Spies in Disguise, five day, twenty two point one million. Great job out of Will Smith. That it's good that this did well. Yes, yes. Because this momentum is going to take him into Bad Boys for Life. We don't. You don't want him to have a big failure off of Gemini Man before Bad Boys Three. Mm-hmm. So. This is not going to be like a blockbuster by any means, but it seems like it comps well to Ferdinand, which came out this time last year, ended up around eighty something million. It'll be it's a it'll it'll be a successful jaunt it for will Will not, Smith. It, yeah, it will not be an ugly dolls. It will not be a Playmobil. No, no. It definitely won't be a Playmobil. Which when you think of the idea for this movie, which is a spy that turns into a pigeon. It's not a great idea for no. a movie, and the fact that the star power of Will Smith and Tom Holland, to an extent, mm-hmm. the young Spider-Man that people love, I think they did some viral marketing together, and people liked it. They he's did such a funny a likeable, video that, that Will Smith tweeted out. He's such a likable kid, this Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. So I think that that put it over for parents who then brought their kids. Yes. And the kids liked it. The kids, as we can tell, they smell. They they have the smell. Mm-hmm. This didn't have that bad smell. Yep. They know the difference between a Playmobil and a Spies in Disguise. Yeah. And they see the kids. The, the kids should get an award. Yeah. They're doing well this the year. The kids are doing well. They're You're doing right. really good this year. They're 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 smelling out. Abominable did exactly what it should have done for the time it was yep. put out, but it didn't become like two million a two hundred million dollar movie. No. It was like. We want something to see. Let's just see this. But right. nobody going crazy. The kids weren't going nuts for a dollar. But the kids brought back the Adams Family franchise. They did because they're like, this is something that we want to see. Yeah. Kids are doing good this year. Moviegoers, that's the story. You know what? When we release our people of 
2019 issue of our newsletter, mm-hmm. it's going to have the mirror cover because it's you. You. You the were the movie. You were the movie story of the year. You were the movie story of the year. Love it. So That's if big. you want to know what the movie story of the year is, just take your hand mirror, take it out of your purse or whatever your your sash, your, your right. saddlebag. Because we can't really pay for the technology of the mirror cover. No, we of need you to not. do it on your. We own. We need to do it on your own. But just look in the mirror and be like, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Talking about someone who did it. Uncut Gems, number wow. six. Now we were kind of sleeping on this movie only because. We're such scuzzballs. Right. And, and we're from, we're New Yorkers, and this is such a New York scuzzball movie. I figured the expectations for this could not be more than single digits. No. We didn't think that the audience was there. No. But you know what? The way the audience is moving, they're moving towards things like Uncut Gems. Five day, 18.86 million. What? That is. That is such a tremendous showing by Adam Sandler. So people were going on Christmas Day to see Uncut Gems. You know how happy that makes me? Yeah. You know how I haven't felt hope in a really long time, just personally, professionally, all these different Mm -hmm. aspects of my life. And that five-day for Uncut Gems gives me hope. That is hope. Hope for culture gives me hope for movies gives me hope for people mm-hmm. and what is in their hearts and in their minds that is a great uh i would love to see and i he, they probably listen that artist who did the famous obama hope posters back in the day you get you get sandler and uncut gems above it you have five day was it 18.6 million 18.8 18.8 five day you write that at the top Sandler's picture under that hope. Yeah, absolutely. I I really it's this feels like the Safty brothers Reservoir Dogs. Yes. We're going to get their pulp fiction next and I am so excited. I mean this is I I mean I don't know off the top of my head what Reservoir Dogs did in would it come out 91 92. Uh I, I can't imagine it I don't think it ever got to I'd be surprised if if Reservoir Dogs actually grossed more than twenty million. Uncut Gems now is in a position where it could end up forty or fifty million dollars when all said and done. So the only thing, because I was thinking of this too, Reservoir Dogs actually did not do well monetarily, right? But its cultural impact yes. was huge. And so, Good Time, which was a previous movie, could be the Reservoir Dogs because of the impact it made in like. But it, but this just feels like it's definitely a big breakthrough. And this is this movie doing. It's at what now? Almost twenty million dollars. It's Cube is twenty. So this movie already having done twenty million dollars in really one full weekend of release, and then a limited release the weekend before that. That is a testament to Adam Sandler is still a movie star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's he- a movie star turn in a genre that he is not known for at all, like scuzzy drama. This is not his wheelhouse. And his star power propelled this to $20 million in its first week. Its first wide release week, yeah. yeah. But that's – and to open this on Christmas, just the idea of doing that could have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There was people going to Joker that day too. So they they were like, you know, there's, there's, there's scuzzy people who go to the movies on Christmas. Yep. 
And the Safties knew that. A24 knew that. That's it's it's huge. Joker's got to be smiling at this one. He's he yeah. I think he's he's dancing down the stairs for for uncut gems. Yeah. Number seven, Knives Out. See, this was your number five. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know Spies would do so well. We didn't know Uncut Gems was going to do so well. It made five day sixteen point six for a cum of one hundred and ten point two million. Knives Out over. Great job, Knives million. Out. Neither of us have seen it. May not see it until it goes on to iTunes, but that is, I'm so happy it's a hit. You know, and that's the story. Ryan Johnson did not, uh, uh, was getting a lot of flack for his last Star Wars movie, and he's coming out smelling like roses. Yep. He's above this fray. He don't got, he don't got to answer those Star Wars questions anymore. JJ's going to have to answer those questions for, for the, the rest, rest of, of his, his life. life. Yep. And Ryan Johnson's like, no, people are going to ask me about Knives Out. Yep. And Knives Out too, it's going to happen. It's got to. Yeah. We don't know how because we didn't see it, but. I'm sure it's something with Daniel Craig. So here's, okay. Number eight, Cats. Okay. So let's talk about it. Five day, 8.76 million. Cume, 17.8. So this is a disaster. It's, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. I, I, this feels like it's almost done. It's a movie that now is going to wind up in the low 20s when mm-hmm. it's all said and done. Cost about, what, 80 or $90 million. This is a huge, 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 huge loss D- for disaster. the studio. And, you know, we, of course, don't talk about quality on this unless it pertains to the box office. Mm-hmm. Now, we had not seen Cats until recently. Mm-hmm. We had seen Cats. We've seen Cats. And when I said it was going to have pause, I was misinformed. I had bad information because this truly is a movie that you have to see to understand why it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And But you don't have to see it. But you don't have to see it. You truly – and we want box office from – we want people to go see movies. Mm-hmm. We genuinely love when people go see movies. And when movies do well, we are happy. Mm-hmm. But Cats is a movie that you should not see because it's not even fun in a bad way. It's ineptly done. Uh, the arrangements of the songs are are bad. Yes, and the performances are the dancers are amazing, but you can't tell that they're doing amazing dances because everything seems fake. It's done as a cartoon. It's done as a cartoon. And it's it, bad Marvel. You know, it's like bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I don't know if I would say this movie is years away from being able to be made because of the technology. I just think it never should be made. No, you know, you know how many years away it is from being made. 20 years backwards because you this was a movie that did not need special effects. Put them in cat suits, put them in fur coats, whatever, and you have them dance around. You don't need to use digital effects to make cats fly because cats are not an animal that fly. They don't need to fly. They just need to dance. And you're, I think the big thing, the mystery on this movie before having seen it was, would it be so bad it's fun? It is not so bad. It's fun. It's just boring, and they they ruin what were good songs. The cast, you know, I we we never like to pick on individuals, and I will say for the most part, this cast seems to try, but there are a few members of this cast that obviously went into this feeling like they're above the material, and they do a lot of mocking and winking of the material, and. To those cast members, you know who you are. Um, one of you has an Australian accent. One of you has a British accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
neither of you is above this material. No. Neither of you are better than Katz. And those actors who I'm sure got paid a nice paycheck to be going out there and making fun of the material and to, in retrospect, let's name names, James Corden. Yeah. In the publicity tour of this movie, he said, I heard it was terrible. Oh, did you? Yeah, and how much blame falls on your shoulders for that? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You got that check. You cashed that check. Mm -hmm. I I don't think he donated his cat's money to an animal shelter. Of course not. Of course not. No. Going out there, I heard it was bad. If you if you if you mean buying, you know, uh, tons of hot dogs to eat as uh, giving to an animal, uh, you got him. You got him. Yeah, I nailed his ass. It was bad. I heard it was bad. I heard it was bad. Not you tell me you didn't even see a screening. You had to say you have to pretend you you just you're so heard above it. Right. seeing yourself on screen. A guy who is a late night host. Right. Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty late night host sees himself on the big screen. That's not a big thing for him. Right. Come it, on. Come on. Come cut on. Cut the shit, James. Cut the shit, James. You cut the shit too. Heard it was bad. They should sue him. They should over sue him. that. Yeah, absolutely. That should there should. It's be a in their contracts that they're supposed to do publicity for it. I heard it was bad. Universal. That's how you break even on this. You sue James Corden. Take his house. Yeah, because they're Universal, and the other people in Amblem, Amblem Entertainment. So Spielberg. Spielberg. Oh, Spielberg should sue James he Corden. Should, yeah. So fast his head spins all the way back to London. It's looking like it's going to lose $71 million. Mm-hmm. So you know what? You sue Corden. For $72 million. $72 million. Make that million. Make that million. Make that million. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Spielberg should own James Corden's CBS contract for the rest of his life. Corden should be due in the Late Late Show to be paying off his, his legal yes, bills for, yes. for Spielberg. Oh, they've got to. Yeah. That money should go right from... CBS directly to Spielberg. Absolutely, they've got it. What is that called? What they um, withhold his earnings. Yeah, withhold his earnings. But there's a word, there's a term for that where they take it from your paycheck. Uh huh. But they should do that. It should be direct deposit into Amblem's bank account. Yeah, that's such I a great idea. I heard it was bad. Uh, I heard you used to have a house and now you don't. Yep. Because you got sued out of it. I heard Spielberg. that you uh, host late night for the next 30 years and don't see a red cent of it. Oh, it's it's like when Leno says he doesn't touch his he didn't he, doesn't he didn't touch his Tonight Show. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Corden, Corden doesn't. Can't. Touch, yes. Legally, he can't touch his money because he, he opened his it. mouth. He disparaged a movie. He ruined his box office. And now Spielberg gets that. Spielberg, do the right thing. Yeah. Do. And I know you will. Yeah. Because Spielberg always does the right thing. Yes. So we're talking. This is just bomb after bomb after bomb here at the bottom. Number nine, Bombshell, 8.3 million, five-day, Cume, 15.6. This movie's a non-starter. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's fascinating that Bombshell and Richard Jewell both did as bad as they did. Them being back-to-back is so apt because they are both movies we saw, mm-hmm. or I saw both of them. I saw Bombshell the other day. We both saw Richard Jewell. They're both fine. There's not they're not terrible movies by any means, competently made, acted, but they are both movies. They're political movies for nobody. Yes. They're both movies that have a weird, gooey center that, especially with Bombshell, it is a movie, an empowerment movie about Fox News. So it's a, 
on an issue that people on the left care. You know, not we don't talk politics, but it's a movie that has no audience. Yes. Because it is the heroes are villains to half of the country and in an issue that is kind of a villainous issue to the other half. Mm-hmm. It is a very simplified way of saying it. It's a movie no one wants to see. And it's treated as as such. And also at Christmas, people people don't want this at Christmas. Well, so that's the thing is that this is, again, you look at the bottom of this chart. This is the audience making the right decision again. Yes. Cat should be a bomb. Bombshell should be a bomb. And Richard Jewell should be a bomb. Yes. These are all rightful bombs. Yes, 100%. And you know what? Star Wars was supposed to help propel the box office to new heights this year. And it failed. It failed, and these movies didn't help it. And mm-hmm. that's a, a lot of the reasons why we thought this was going to be the biggest box office year ever. It's so it's so crazy. And it barely, barely went. I think it's... It's, it's, it's going to end up under 2018, which is it's shocking. It's insane. When you had Endgame, the biggest movie ever. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think one thing about that is... It's still the audience having done well because they looked at a lot of these franchises like Dark Fate, Terminator Dark Fate, like Charlie's Angels, movies that were supposed to do very well. And they said no. So and they looked at Star Wars and they said eh, a little bit. You know, they didn't outright say no, but they said eh, not so much. Yeah. And those were correct choices. And then the movies that were good original ideas were hits. They weren't billion-dollar hits because a movie like Knives Out, there's no universe in which it makes a billion dollars, but they were all successful. Hustlers, Knives Out, Ford V. And, yeah, these. I think I think it's still a case where the movie audience this year did very well. Because, and I just, I'll use this as an example because we talk, we've talked about Dark Fate, and that's a movie that just kind of dropped off the radar when it started tanking, but... Terminator Genesis, which was the movie that killed, was supposed to kill this franchise a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Its 58-day total, which is the same amount of time that Dark Fate has been out, is $89 million, which for a Terminator movie is horrible. Yes. But then when you look at Dark Fate, its 58-day total is $62 million. And this is a movie that was supposed to be a direct sequel to the second movie. And had Linda Hamilton, James Cameron producing, and Schwarzenegger back, and it could not do as well as Genesis. This is the audience learning, yes, and getting smarter. The AI has is getting smarter, and it's getting smarter. And you're you're seeing this. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the same thing with Zombieland, the original Zombieland, seventy-two day total, seventy-five million. The second one, seventy-two million. So they said, we like this, but not as much as the original, right? Yeah, it is. They are they are dead on. The audience is doing a great job in the second half of 2019. Yeah. So applaud yourselves. You guys yeah. are doing great. And we want we want to continue this into 2020. Yep. Let's have an unbeaten streak from you guys of things that should be hits being hits and things that should be bombs should be bombs. So a movie that we I think we touched on a little bit, but I want to go back to that was a big hit this week was the opening of Greta Gerwig's Little Women. Yes. That is a movie we both loved, but more than that, it is great to see that this is a potential 
you know, for its type of movie blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Because this is a movie that if it gets Oscar love, um, if it continues at the pace it's at, maybe it ends up being another $100 million movie. I would, audience, do the right thing here. If this movie makes $100 million, we stand up and applaud. A hundred percent. We stand up because we we sit when we applaud. Yes. It's, you know. We barely move our arms. I keep mm-hmm. my arms where they are, like at, sort of like on my lap, yeah, and I'm I applaud like this. Yeah. But I, 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 Little I, Women hits a hundred million. Oh, we're we stand up. up. We stand up. Yeah. 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 I, I think it has a chance because I think this is a re- repeat viewer movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is a movie that people are maybe not going to see because they think. It's an older property. Uh, you know, I've already seen the 94 one. That's a definitive one to them. But people are going to go to them and say, no, I saw it. You need to come. Mm-hmm. I'll go with you. You need movie viewers to take other people so that you're getting that double movie ticket buy and then you're bringing another person. Yes. It's like a pyramid scheme. Yes. In yes. a way. Yes. So get get selling, people. Yeah, and I do think that this is a movie that people should see. I think this is a movie that dudes should go see too. 100%. Don't think you're too good for Little Women. No, it's a great if movie. If anything, we should be borrowing some of you from it, but we won't. We won't because we want your money. No, of course we want your money. We want your money. And Timothy Chalamet heartthrob. is a heartthrob. He's a heartthrob. Yep, he is a heartthrob, and this is a movie because he's been a star he's been a very you know becoming a very famous actor this is the movie i want to see it hit 100 million and i want to see him be crowned our new heartthrob yeah this is we want this to be leo in i guess well, titanic's so big but right. but but leo romeo and juliet in romeo and juliet yes Ro- romeo and juliet leo that's and then he'll have his titanic see this is like the thing all these new talents are doing their lead up to their big thing. Yes. We're going to have Timothy Chalamet do a huge movie in uh in the 2020s. We're going to have the Safdie brothers be the next Tarantino. Right. It's just like I'm so looking forward to the movies of the next decade. And this movie, I think Little Women making 100 million solidifies Greta Gerwig as a blockbuster director. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a as a box office director. Yes. Not just a Indie Darling. An Indie Darling, uh, you know, uh, uh, a queen of the... Mumblecore. Mumblecore. Nobody's talking about Mumblecore anymore. No, this this is now... She is a, a hit maker. Little Women gets, I would say, over 70 million and, you know, God willing, gets to 100 million. Greta Gerwig becomes an above-the-title event director. That's... Uh, if she wants to be. Well, I mean, but, but with movies like this, she didn't have to go direct... You know, a a uh, Catwoman, you know, reboot You're right. that made money. If she gets a hundred million or close to a Little Women, she's doing it on her own terms. She's doing original movies. Yeah, that would be great. That would be so great. Um, so real quick, yeah, we have to uh go back to some business from not last week. But the week before, okay, because we got so excited about so excited about Star Wars that we did not talk about this. Now, two weeks ago, you said that Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. was globally, yes, worldwide, the biggest 
earner that wasn't a superhero IP or, or a Disney, Disney movie. Yeah. movie. Because Disney owns so much now of the the percentage of worldwide box office overall. Yes. And I said I wasn't sure about these facts. I didn't know if they were facts. And you were saying them as if they were facts. And I didn't like that. So I pushed back. Yes. Very hard. Very hard. To the point where you said if I was wrong, I would have to be off this show. You would have to step down. Right. So then. With no succession plan in place. No succession plan. So you texted me a couple, probably like a week or two ago, Mm -hmm. a text of the chart with a caption that said, eat my shit. Yep. Now, I am here to eat your shit. Thank you. This is- Grab a spoon. This is the eat shit moment. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm looking at the chart, and we've got Endgame number one, then Lion King, then Frozen 2, then Spider-Man, then Captain Marvel, then Toy Story, then Joker, then Aladdin, and then we have Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. It is at Worldwide- Seven hundred and fifty-eight million. Not a billion-dollar baby. Not a billion-dollar baby, but a seven-fifty boy. Not even close to Aladdin, which is right above it. Uh, just barely beating Star Wars, and then, uh, eh, pretty handily beating Niza, which is a Chinese movie, I believe. Yeah. So, you are right. Thank you. I am wrong. You do not need to step down, and I am eating your shit. And you know what movie is the only other non-Disney, non-superhero movie that may come close or may end up passing that? It's going to be Jumanji. It's going to be Jumanji. Starring? The Rock. And Kevin Hart and Jack Black and and Karen 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 Gillan. And Aquafina. That is all to say, The Rock had a 2019 with two gigantic hit movies. Well, right now, worldwide, Jumanji is at 460. So it's going to be a movie that ends up six or seven hundred million. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie people are going to. I mean, we still haven't seen it, right? It, it you know what? At four sixty, it's probably going to end up over six hundred. Yeah, I'm feeling like this ends up in the six hundred range. That is huge, and that's a crazy year. And he had the last season of Ballers. Oh uh, well, that's talking about TV. That's that's off the map. We can't right. talk about that. I'm just saying, in terms of time, you know how much time that takes to do. Oh, how much time it takes for him to do that? Yeah. I heard he's not in it very much. So let's talk about next week. Okay. There's not very much. No. Well, we just watched the trailer of, is that the only big release? Yep. For the first, January 1st, no, January 3rd, I'm sorry. Yeah. The weekend of January 3rd. We've got the remake of The Grudge, a Sarah Michelle Gellar movie that was a remake of a Japanese horror movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It came out in 2004. The Sarah Michelle Gellar version was 2004. Yes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so long ago. That's so long ago. I, If you would have asked me, I would have said 2009. But I'm wrong. Wow. That was her prime. She was that late 90s, early 2000s. That's some run she had with those horror movies and the Scooby-Doo movies. Mm, Scooby-Doo movies. Those are movies that are slept on box office-wise. Big hits. Because everybody says, oh, Freddie Prinze, he was done in the 90s. But those movies were hits. Those were hits, 100%. So we watched the trailer. John John Chu mm-hmm. is the lead in it. Yep. And there's not really any stars otherwise or well-known actors otherwise. 
Uh, it looks pretty paint by numbers, the same type of movie you would expect there. Like you mentioned, it's very much, it's got the hereditary trailer editing style, a lot of like violin screeching sound effects. It does the sort of repeat a noise, you know, the way hereditary has, it has like some noise like that where it punctuates the cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they're looking at Box Office Pro is saying anywhere from 10 to 20, and uh, they're saying 11 million. Uh, this is a Sony picture. I got to say, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to sleep on horror. Right. But there's And just... horror hasn't had, you know, we've had some horror bombs because we had the uh, the app that kills you movie that bombed. Mm-hmm. Black Countdown. Christmas, Countdown bomb. Oh, Black, Black Christmas. Christmas bombed. So that the horror the horror fans need something to satiate them. You know, they they you know, we had Joker, you know, Joker probably you know killed a bunch of those horror movies because people went to see Joker instead. But Joker is pretty much done now. Like yeah. I can't imagine you know, at this point you're watching it in a basement if you're watching it at all. Oh, absolutely. So you know the horror heads need something. There's just cats so much. didn't do it. Cats was not yeah. the replacement for a horror movie, even though we thought it had a chance. So are we thinking? Does this make twelve, thirteen million dollars? I mean, is the Grudge an IP that people are excited about? Right. right. I feel like they made a sequel to the Grudge, uh, pretty close to when the Grudge came out, and nobody wanted it. Right. Um, you know, because this is. From Sam Raimi, obviously, big blockbuster Spider-Man movies, but he made the Evil Dead, and then they did the Evil Dead remake, which did well. But I would think those are much more famous property. Evil Dead is a more famous property than The Grudge. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to say under 10. I'm going to say under 2. I I feel like, you know, it's going to be right around that. I don't think this is a movie that's going to do countdown level bombing. I don't think it's going to make three or four, but it'll, I think it'll make seven or eight. I'll say under two. Yeah. And, and do you even think like it's going to make enough to make the top five? Well, let's see. All right. So you want to do our top fives? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, star Wars is going to be number one again. I feel like it's going to be pretty much the same, you know, star Wars and then Jumanji and then, I think Little Women's going to keep getting strong. Um, So Little Women 3, Frozen 4. And then it really is, is it Spies or is it The Grudge? What did Spies make in its three-day last weekend? 13. 13. So you figure it'll drop to like 9, 8 or 9. I'll go Grudge 5. Okay. I'll go Grudge 5. Do you have any difference in your top four? Do you feel like the four is pretty locked? Four is locked, and then you know what I'm going to do is... Because I don't feel like Uncut Gems rising, you know. I think that'll keep doing oh, do well, but I don't think it's going to get like a big bump. So to me, it really is Spies or Grudge at five. Yeah. Man, I'll I'll go with just to be different. I'll go with spies. Okay. Because spies did well for me last week, 
I'm going to do the same. Ride a hot hand. You got to ride the hot hand until it gets cold. Um. Yeah. I mean, and the thing with horror is one of those genres where this movie can make $24 million next weekend. Well, you know, if the if the Fangoria crowd is going crazy for it. the thing is, I don't think that trailer had anything new, you know, because the original grudge had the great shot of Sarah Michelle Gellar's in the shower. You see from behind puts her hand on the back of her head and there's like a big pulsating, you know, uh, blob on her head. Uh-huh. She touches and she, they do the same thing in this. There's like a hand that comes out of the head, but there's. A, it's repetitive, uh-huh. or it's copying what we've already seen, so there's nothing new. Yes. And it's somehow less scary because the person doesn't touch the thing on the back of their head. No. So I don't think that, I don't see what in this movie is going to create the memes that will lead to the box office. Yeah. Yeah. This is this a memeable movie? It doesn't seem to be. No. But just to give you some context, the original Grudge. This was how popular horror and especially Japanese remakes were. It opened to $39 million. Wow. And then it legged out to 110. Now, Grudge 2 opened to 20 and ended up only making like 39. Wow. Because people hated it. But it was not Sarah Michelle Gellar in the second one. I don't believe so, no. Right. And it, you know what? And she's not in this one. And I think you can't underestimate how she was such an it actress at that time especially for teens Mm -hmm. and specifically such an it horror actress she was scream 2 i know what you did last summer yeah and the grudge she was a scream queen and this movie does not have a scream queen in it john cho is he the new scream king i i don't i don't i don't think so i i think he's great i like him a lot have you heard him scream uh, I mean, no. We're going to need as to hear him scream. As, as far as the police, no, no. I have no. not heard him scream. <laughs> We're going to need to hear him scream. If we heard him scream, then we would have a better idea of what this movie's going to make. Yes. But no scream, no cream. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know what the money's going to be. Right. Green, you said, or cream? Cream. Cream, okay. Green would have been better, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No green scream, no been. green. There you go. That's I was thinking of cream, cash rules, everything around me, Wu-Tang for life. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I was That's thinking. a few leaps. I would say no scream, no green. Yeah. Better Great. t-shirt. So for next time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it looks no, nothing big is 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 going wide this weekend. Mm-mm. Right? The limited releases go wide in a couple of weeks. Yeah. They're going to – the 10th is a big, big So I think weekend. the thing to look at then next week is you got the grudge opening – we want to see Little Women continue to do really well, and we'll continue to chart the pace of The Rise of Skywalker versus Last Jedi at the same points. Yeah, because we're saying this may be still on Jedi's heels this next weekend, but after that, it's going to lose steam, and and, and we're going to see Jedi pulling ahead. I think so. I think even if Rise of Skywalker goes a little out, starts to outpace Last Jedi at the same point by the end of next week, unless it really starts pulling away, then I think when things are all said and done, it still will not end up making as much as Last but Jedi, point, which is a disappointment. That's such a disappointment. Yeah. And anybody who says different, you cannot trust. Right. All right. We did it. So anything else we have to do? We've covered everything. I think we covered everything. Great. Love it. It's the last B.O. Boys of the decade wow a decade of bo boys can you believe in the it? books we did it everyone it's been a long road wow so write to us at 
theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite B.O. Boys uh, moments of the decade. Yes. All the way. Go all the way back. Go all the way back. Remember, the decade starts with 2011. No, the decade starts with the year 2010. Yes. So they can be all the way to 2010. 2010 through 2019. That's the decade. Give us your favorite B.O. Boys podcast moments. And you know what? We'll read it. Of course we'll read it right now for free. For free. But that will change in the future. We will start having to charge... You know, or only read things from Patreon from subscribers. Patreon subscribers. What yeah. is our Patreon URL? Patreon slash bo boys. That's our Patreon. Beautiful. Uh, so link in link in the show notes. Link donate the show there. Notes. Yeah. Give us some cash. What are some of the things we want to do? We want to get rolling by Limp Bizkit as our theme song. That's the main thing. We yeah. also want to get the IMDb Pro subscription because because we want that for ease of use. Yeah. Um, we also want, uh, there was something else that we wanted too, wasn't there? Hmm. Email us at the gmail.com. why you should give us money. Yeah. Let us know what we said last week that we want. Oh, also the pay for the Podbean. Yes. We want to pay for that. We want to pay some extra bills. Cause they're you know. coming, they're knocking on our door. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just would say they're very aggressive if you don't pay. Yeah. They are the ones who knock. They should. That's a TV reference. I shouldn't have made that. <laughs> yes. They should force you to pay up front, but they don't. Which I think is on them, right, right, but, right. You know, soon they're going to be coming for our assets. We're going to have a James Corden situation. Yes, pretty we'll soon. be paying Spielberg directly. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I think that's it. It is it. So until next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you at the box, box office. office. Yes. Nailed Happy it. New Year.